Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, episode 244. My name is Colin Hearn, and with me this week, we too have paddled in the stream from morning sun till dine, but seas between us broad have roared since Alice Bell came into the room. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I wouldn't expect you to because it's like the fifth verse of O Lang Syne. Oh. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the lyrics to O Lang Syne get more and more interesting as you as you move along. I wasn't aware that that was originally a, a Scottish custom, O Lang Syne. That's Well not we, it's called Old Lang Syne. But listen, I'm not saying that I shouldn't have known it. I'm just saying it just it didn't put two and two together. And the Scottish version the, the lyrics to the Scottish version are slightly different to the um the, the new version, I suppose. But but it's also um I think everyone knows the should all acquaintance be forgot da 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 for Old Lang Syne, my dear da da and that's where it stops. Because generally speaking, it's five past twelve on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve or whatever, and don't expect me to know the words to Lang Syne. So yeah, Happy New Year! Happy New How Year! How are you, Alice? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very tired. How are you? Uh, I am not too bad. Obviously, dear listener, we uh, the way you're hearing this slightly different yeah. to the way we normally record. It's our first day back at work, but we're not actually in the office. So uh, yeah, we're. Kind of, we're, we're jumping through hoops here, Alice Bell, to, to provide them with a video gamer podcast this week because there's a few things to talk about and yeah. a few things to, to discuss since, um, or in between the Christmas period and now. Yeah. In short, because I'm sure I can only imagine for the inaugural edition of VGBG Radio, which we'll talk about at the end of the show, we'll go into our Christmas period and all that a bit more. But did you have a nice one, Alice? Did you have a nice new Christmas, a nice New Year's? It did, and thank nice, you. All that? pretty chilled out. Still got the, the, uh, the Christmas tree up at home. I tackled that yesterday. Did you? Yeah, I, I came back to uh, my London my London home uh, yesterday and I spent I said, Christmas in Europe and I yeah came home and said right this, this tree it needs to come down it needs to come down there's Christmas is over let's just all move on with our lives because we have to go back to work and I don't want that tree there fucking staring me in the face <laughs> well. so, like, so you, you you went from being quite reticent to putting up a tree to then going I'm We'll leave it up for another while. Well, no, this is why I was a bit re- longer. This is why I was reticent to put the tree up because now I know it's going to take me fucking ages to be asked to to take it down again. And because I put it up, it's on me to take it down. Oh, really? So yeah. could the tree could the tree remain for indefinitely? <laughs> well, at least until we move, anyway. Yeah, we we me and my husband are moving at the end of the month, dear listener. Incidentally, somewhere quieter. So I'm sorry because we are. I'm recording at home, so sorry. If you hear any sirens, or yelling, or uh, possibly some roadworks, of which there is much. On to the news that happened over the past week, and a little bit as well, in between Christmas and now, basically. And Alice, the first story... Is not the nicest of stories no. to start off with, actually. Quite a quite a serious one. Because uh, this happened... Uh, it was... Oh, when was it? It was a few, a few days ago. It was around, around Christmas, anyway, basically. Well, maybe a little bit... The, the period between Christmas and New Year's, I think. Yeah. Um, via the Wichita Eagle, a 28-year-old man was shot dead by a police officer after the police officer... Uh, went to investigate a homicide and hostage situation. This was because of uh, swatting, which was a term I hadn't heard of before. Uh. Um, Where, and correct me if I'm wrong, it is where a a person rings the police and makes up this elaborate situation where, yeah, it is a, a hostage situation, whatever, some big thing that... To try and get a SWAT team to a particular address. Yeah. Uh, People refer to it as like a prank or or a hoax. It's not. That, like, a prank is putting cling film over the toilet seat. Yeah. This is being a cunt. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. it's happened before. Like people have been like, you know, uh, streaming, and the police storm into the room like while they're streaming and stuff. Um, but this time. Uh, somebody died. Uh, so, uh, police chief or deputy police chief uh, Troy Livingston. He he spoke to the the local website, I suppose, uh, and he said, "Quote: It was a shooting call involving hostages. The original call, we were told, someone had an argument with their mother and dad was accidentally shot, and now that person was holding mother, brother, and sister hostage. We learned through that call that a father was deceased and had been shot in the head. That was the information we were working off of. A male came to the front door as we came to the front door. One of our officers discharged his weapon. Uh, the officer in question, he has been placed on." administrative leave uh, following following the incident but the reason like how this ties into games effectively is and this was found out after the fact naturally enough was and again please correct me if I'm not getting all the facts right here but an argument between two Call of Duty World War 2 players happened and one of the people who had the argument basically rang the the cops and made up this elaborate story and sent them to this address. But Um, why, actually? Why did they send them to that address? uh, So, uh, having a look here, these two guys uh, got into an argument uh, after losing a match. Um, And then one of them contacted a third player... But this, I mean, this is still, this is all based on kind of social media messages yep. between them yeah. and stuff. And so there hasn't been an official police report. Um, uh, so one of them contacted a third player uh, who goes by the name uh, Swartistic um, to initiate a SWAT on the um, the other player. Uh, and then according to uh, Polygon... The, the third player provided an address uh, that he said was his house and kind of taunted them and said, like, you're not going to... I guess was like, go on then, swap me. Right. Because uh, it wasn't his address, and they did. They just, yeah, The police went to this house. The man who is now deceased had nothing to do mm-hmm. with the incident at all. Yeah. Didn't, didn't play games, didn't, like, wasn't playing this particular game with the, the people... Had nothing to to do with it. Yeah, it's this is why you like, especially in America, you shouldn't do this because like the the cops have a very well documented history of shooting people. Mhm. Mhm. And they yeah, just like sh- they just shot this guy. Like yeah, he as the the deputy police chief um, regaled us like like it was he he came to the door and apparently went to his they said put your hands up and he went to his like his waistband or something and that's when they they opened fire on him and yeah an an innocent man has been murdered because of because of call of duty players um how, like this isn't a prank someone has been brought into custody a man who is 25 years of age that's not a child you mm. know that is that is someone who you would hope would know right from wrong and would be aware that this isn't a prank Getting the getting a SWAT team involved, or, or yeah, the the thing of um, the act of SWATing, I suppose. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is a like it's, after this happened, obviously, kind of did a little bit of reading up on the act of SWATing, and yeah, this isn't the the first time that this has happened before, even in in the game space. I mean, it's it's just terribly sad, really. There's yeah. um, someone has lost their life that wasn't wasn't involved in the. The initial incident whatsoever. It's a very sad story to, I suppose, to start off the year. But um, one that... One that I would hope would show some young people out there, like some teenagers or whatever, that may think, oh, yeah, it is a prank. May make them realise that it's far more serious than than they maybe first think. Uh, But Alice Bell, also over the Christmas period... Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, right? A little game you may or may not have heard of. I'm not uh, sure. I'm not, not right? familiar with it, no. Well, it, it had a decent 2017 and it had a very good end to its 2017 as well. As on the 29th of December, it's, it passed the 3 million mark for concurrent players and pulled in 3.1 million. Brendan Green, the creative director, went to Twitter 
and he just he thanked everyone basically for for passing this milestone. Unreal, right? Unreal. And as on top of that, PUBG Corp CEO Chang Han Kim, he was speaking to Inven Global about where where he sees battlegrounds in the future. And by the like reading the interview, the not so distant future as well. He was asked about a PlayStation 4 version, which is the thing that constantly comes up. And when asked about that, he didn't specifically cite the PlayStation 4. He he did say that like the the final goal is to launch on every platform imaginable imaginable excuse me player unknown on the switch the plan is to finish the Xbox One first version first and there's no time frame for that like we over the again over Christmas we saw 1.0 released uh, the 1.0 version of Player Knows Battlegrounds released on Steam but yeah Xbox One don't know when that's happening and on top of that Kim also said that he would like to see Battlegrounds become a, quote, universal media franchise. What does that mean? So, like, TV, movies? He cited a few things. He mentioned cartoons, movies, eSports. Then he said, what else did he say? He said animation, something else. And then he went on to say, quote, In fact, we received a couple of love calls from a number of developers in Hollywood and Netflix. Our dream is to build a new game-based culture through various ways like this and have the lead of that culture. Like, yeah, universal media... To you, Alice, what does that mean? Universal media franchise. Uh, I think it just means those are shitty tie-ins to me. Because, like... I can see like it doing esports very easily. I don't think that's a big leap, but I think making a decent like what I mean, like maybe you could make a decent kind of TV show. Sort of, it would be kind of like The Walking Dead, I guess, like a grim kind of survival thing. Uh, that's like, a very yeah yeah actually I didn't think of that yep that's what it would be uh, there's all, like I mean Battle Royale is already a movie like it's already a book I guess they'll just do that again I don't know man <laughs> but I don't think you I don't think it would it would translate well to being like a cartoon unless it, maybe like a super violent like anime 12 months ago well obviously enough because it was no 12 months ago but you, you know like even six months ago I would have been like, ah, I'm not sure, but I find it hard to bet against anything PUBG related now. Like, yeah. could this could this happen? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, like, it's it's because it is such a juggernaut. Like, it's something that is inescapable within a certain sphere. Like, it's, it's massive in our medium mm. and on the periphery as well. But I don't think it is. Like, it's not, it's not Pokemon Go yet. Yeah. Has anyone said to you, um, oh, I saw that Battlegrounds thing. What's what's that about? Has anyone like on the periphery of games no, or even? No, I mean no. like my my little brother said like <laughs> my little brother will send me voice recordings on WhatsApp of like himself going, "Uh, what's that game with uh, th- uh, you're in a team and there's guns and that. Uh, like he'll send me descriptions of games. Tom like, Clancy's Ghost Recon. Yeah. That's the um, one. I, I told him to get that for Christmas, actually. I gave him some vouchers for the Xbox store, and he fucking loves Ghost Recon. It's right up oh, his good. street. Good. One man's poison, etc. Um, so he's sort of... He is aware of it, because he watches, like, some streamers and stuff. He's well into, like, um, Stone Mountain 64. There's the, the sirens there, no? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm right, I'm, I, like, the road that I'm on goes from, like, Croydon to fucking right the way to the... Centre of London, basically. It's a trunk road. Get loads of sirens. Um, so he's sort of aware of it, but... I don't know, like... that. There hasn't been a good uh, video game movie, I don't think. Really. Like, mm. the, the t- first Tomb Raider with the, um, Angelina, Angelina was alright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see what the new one is, but I think it's difficult. I don't know. We'll see. They're dreaming big, and yeah. why not? Like, the the Xbox One version, which was out mid-December, I think it was one million it sold over 48 hours. And, and that was with a little bit of negative press as yeah. well, because, because of people complaining about frame rates and, and all that on top of it. So, 
I don't know. Like we'll we'll see what the future holds for Battlegrounds. But as of right now, it doesn't seem to be slowing down. Like people aren't tiring of the of the battle royale um, battle royale mode just yet. Who knows? A- another developer that had quite a decent 2017 was Platinum Games. And uh, recently, Atsushi Inaba spoke to Game Informer about uh, ideas that the team has for for new games, and specifically ones that they're looking to self-publish. This ties in a little bit to something that Inaba spoke about at BitSummit in Japan last May, where he mentioned a formless, shapeless IP uh, that the studio was looking at. No, he didn't. At the time, it was very much like, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing this, but you know what, that's, that's kind of it. There's, there's not much else happening, whereas more specifics have been given this time. Now, he hasn't explicitly said that and this are the exact same thing, but you could probably yeah. put two and two together, really. And Inaba said that they have two designs that they're, quote, genuinely focused on at the minute I do I, I mean I do like that approach though just go yeah we're making some stuff like yeah he, he mentioned that like at the start of the process I think it was like 70 ideas or 70 pitches that were being thrown around and like some of them oh what was it it won't come to me now but he mentioned something about a oh, I think he called did he call it a princess dress up game or something <laughs> and he, say, he said that like that was one of the ideas yeah. that they were that, that just like came up uh, but he he did mention that like fans will, fans expect something from platinum games like they expect like action games, and they're probably not going to veer away from that too much with, with this game like because they mm. because well effectively he said like they can't afford to, um they can't afford to go too wild with this because yeah they just don't have the the cash. Do you know, or the well, he, he specifically said uh, the studio doesn't have the cash flow to take the risk to only do self-published games, mm. uh, which is why he he then said like that they will continue their existing relationships with publishers, like say uh, Bayonetta three uh, or Nintendo with Bayonetta three, Square Enix with uh, Nier Automata. But you, you know, like exciting to see a, a a very celebrated developer to have a look at least. At the idea of self-publishing. I mean, it's a sh- like it's a shame that it is so based on. Well, I mean, everything is based on like whether you have the money to do it, right? Like if, if mm-hmm. like you say that we don't have the money to take that kind of risk. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I, I you know we've said it before. I'd love to see more games, kind of like Hellblade, that are maybe a bit more compact, but you know, high quality. In the interview, he don't he doesn't mention Hellblade but he was asked about yeah where does this game live like is it the AAA space is it are you looking at the indie space and he said that it I think it was a 20 person team mm. he mentioned so it would be somewhere in the middle again like you know as you mentioned like the, the kind of the Hellblade space it's that that mid-tier game so you don't want to take everyone off of all the projects and put them on this and, and you're also not Maybe putting pressure on a four or five person team to try and slap something together. There are resources there, but it's just a little bit more, a little smaller than, I suppose, maybe maybe your Nears, maybe your Bayonettas, etc. And he also said that, like, or he was asked whether this this new game would compete with their existing games on or with uh, big publishers, and he said that they mm. it wouldn't because they would be competing in, in, in separate markets. Uh, he said, the style and the size and scope of games that we do with other publishers is going to be much bigger than the ones we do ourselves. I, I, I'm very interested to see where, where they go with mm. this, because like even in recent years, Platinum Games is a, a developer that I have really enjoyed, and like I... Going back in their timeline, I was like, eh, no, do you know, they're just going to really weren't for me, I felt. But, like, with the likes of Bayonetta and Nier as well last year. Yeah, I, like, the, like maybe the the success of... Because Nier is fucking weird. Mm, very, very strange. Like, yeah. and, I, and it was so well received and so well received here as well in the West. Then maybe they're kind of thinking, well, you know, let's get weird then. As much as we can. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Uh, do you know what is weird, Alice? 
what? <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. I don't have the energy. Uh, well, and, and to be honest, with you, I'm I'm a little bit rusty because uh, I'm not sure how I can make this weird. But Psychonauts Two yeah. has been delayed. Uh, this happened. Yeah. Well, again, in between podcasts. Yeah. Uh, Psychonauts Two is now not coming out in 2018, and I know. This, like you were looking forward to this game, you you have a soft spot in your heart yeah. for the original Dodger. Yeah, it's a really cool little platformer. It's a really nice concept as well. Um, uh, so yeah, you platform. A, you are a psychonaut. So well, you're in training to be a psychonaut, and you go to like summer camp to learn to control your abilities. Uh, and it's a platformer, but you platform around inside people's heads. Uh, and it's really good. It was. It's still really good. Uh, and they uh, released a remaster of it. Uh, I, I don't. I can't tell how many years ago now because it's twenty eighteen now. So like three years ago. Um, yeah. And so yeah, the Psychonauts two looked like it was going really well. It was one of the first big uh, success funding stories on Fig, which is Fig's the weird one where you can like donate or you can buy. Like you can invest as well, so you'll get a return. It's weird, um, mm. and it looked like it was going really well. They showed like a bunch of cool um, test levels they're working on and stuff. Uh, and then yeah, at the end of the year, they were just like, "Yeah, it's not coming out next year." Uh, yeah, they released a statement non fig saying, now we are in full swing, we know a lot more about the size and scope of the game we are going to make, how long it will take us to make it, and the amount of time we need to make it to be great. From those projections, we know that Psychonauts 2 will not be shipping in 2018 like we originally estimated when we published the FIG campaign two years ago. Yeah, you know, a a bit of a shame, uh, because I think... Yeah, Psychonauts 2, a lot of buzz around it, because it is one of those games that, you know, we never thought... We would see, I think, and w- like without the likes of you know your 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 Kickstarters, your figs, or whatever, we likely wouldn't see mm. it. Um, at least that's the impression given. Yeah. So you know, I'm getting like they, yeah, they haven't given a new window, have they? They haven't said no, like 2019 or anything. No, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a it's 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 an interesting one because the um the last big well I say last big uh. The massive Kickstarter that um, Tim Schafer uh, of Double Fine um, did was uh, for this. It, it looked really lovely. This point-and-click puzzle game um, called Broken Age, uh, which ended up being, I think it was late, and it also wasn't that great. Um, it came in two halves. I thought it was all right. I, I like, liked the first I, half. I enjoyed it. I thought, the, the, I thought the first half was good. Yeah, second yeah. half, not as good. Went a bit weird. And uh, and people were a little bit disappointed. And I think that was one of the first times that, that people realised like, what crowdfunding is. In that it's... it's Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you can't guarantee what you're going to get. You get. You put money in and something comes out. Possibly, maybe. Sometimes it doesn't even happen. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's the risk you take, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you when you back when you back projects. Um, but I think yeah. with uh, with Psychonauts, they've got quite a good formula, like based on the first game. People liked the first game. It wasn't a commercial success, but it, it like the the base the gameplay basis was really good. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, very much so and like, yeah very, very interesting as you say you know kind of uh running around people's heads rather than their their full bodies i suppose which uh funny enough is the name the suffix of uh catherine's remaster it's catherine full-bodied mm. edition or something like that see i'm warming up to it alice i get there don't you worry um so yeah catherine the 2011 uh, adventure game come Block Puzzler, uh, yeah. uh, that, that was originally out on PlayStation 3, is coming back. Uh, it is coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita. And this sort of came out of nowhere. Like, it was a, a mad announcement that, yeah, as I say, I, I don't think many people were expecting. Now, for those that aren't aware, Catherine is a game where you play as a young man called Vin- Vincent, who is going out with a, a girl called uh, Catherine, and then another 
girl called Catherine kind of comes into your life who uh, is makes you have a straying eye mm. I suppose and uh, you're kind of you become attracted to this other Catherine and you must wrestle with your head uh, or wrestle with yourself I should say about like oh do you know it's about infidelity and, and all that and there's also these every time uh, men go to sleep they have these dreams that's where it turns into like a block puzzle game like on a, on a little pyramid and you must push and pull blocks kind of Qbert-esque really it was a modern, modern day Qbert and uh, yeah very, very interesting game at the time like I 20, fuck me 2011 that was 7 years ago Christ wow. uh, I, I remember playing it and I remember loving it because it, it was quite unlike anything I had played at that time like my, myself personally but yeah, now we are because at the time we were like, "What? What is this? Is it? A, is it solely a remaster? Is it a what?" Well, it is a. I, I suppose it's being reworked a tad because a third Catherine is mm. being added to the mix. A girl called Rin, who so the other one is Catherine with the C. There's Catherine with a K, and now this third character is called Rin, and Rin is a uh, yeah a woman with like a pink bob haircut she is the piano player at the stray sheep bar which is where you meet you vincent meet up with your buddies in between the the block puzzle parts now rin has caused a little bit of controversy though because right now there there are some rumblings that rin is a transgender character which like no one knows for certain if this is the case that's not causing the controversy the controversy is being caused through people maybe not having faith in Atlas uh, representing transgender people in the correct way, I suppose. Uh, because they they released a trailer that revealed Rin, and there's a part where she I hope think I'm getting this right. There's a part where she like she pulls up her skirt, and then Vincent, the lead character, he makes like a shocked face yeah uh, which has led some people to believe this could be Rin before she has passed like it's all pure conjecture pure uh, speculation I suppose at this point in time and I suppose what's leading people and you see it's funny I suppose right because I totally totally forgot about this character that I'm about to mention Erica um because I don't know, seven years ago, yeah. whatever. But like, I, 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 I never I, played it. But um. just kind of forgot that this happened. But uh, there's a character in it called Erica who works in the pub, uh, who is a transgender character, and like the way they treat her isn't good. It's it's it, it isn't. They yeah they make references about like you know. Um, I don't have any of the quotes to hand now, but I was even looking at him yesterday. Uh, they make references about her dead name. Uh, there's uh, what else is there? But there's other references that, like you know, he probably shouldn't shouldn't be making. And yeah, which which has led people to believe that maybe this new character they mightn't treat with um, the respect yeah. it deserves. And also the the uh, persona, like I don't know, some people have brought up again. I haven't played enough persona to to understand this but like some people have said that like the representation in persona games throughout the years hasn't been good either i suppose yeah it's again like like you said like nobody really know it's not been confirmed uh if if rin is is trans or not but it's stuck like uh kataki uk uh noted that the the website for catherine full body uh makes repeated use of um, a trans symbol around uh, the, the character Rin. And yeah, the it, it's always a thing that people seem obsessed by, you know, like people's genitals. It, it, and it's, it's I, I know a lot of trans people have, have said it's, a, you know, like people ask, you know, have you had an operation and stuff a lot? And it's quite a, uh, kind of dehumanizing thing for a lot of people because mm-hmm. you don't like like cis people don't do it to other cis people mm-hmm. like like you, you like it just doesn't it's yeah it's so it, it it's 
yeah, it's caused some concern for people, I think. Uh, but mm. like I said, I didn't play the first one, so I don't. I, I, I just know people talked about it a lot, and a lot of people seem to really like it. Like, wh- what I remember from Catherine is the two Catherines mm. and Vincent, and I had forgotten a lot of the other things. And I remembered, like, the, the interesting story of, yeah, infidelity, um, the, the block puzzle pushing, uh, pulling game. But I had forgotten pretty much everything else yeah. about it. Uh, like, yeah, if it came out, no, I think I wouldn't. But it's hard. Yeah, I, I, at this stage, we don't know. We, we, we don't know if Rin is a, a transgender character or not. I know you played a, a bit of Persona 5. Did you come across a transgender character in that? Or? Uh, not that I know of. Uh, there, I mean, there have been a bunch of other Personas as well, so I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, mm, mm. because there's stuff in it uh, I think like we played through it on, on the Let's Play where like um, uh, they make uh, Anne go and pretend that she's going to be a nude model for uh, this um, the the artist guy who's been kind of creeping over her mm-hmm. and, and she like puts on like layers of clothing is really uncomfortable about it and, and like kind of yeah, it's, it was really weird. And then afterwards, they're just like, this guy can join our group now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it, yeah. I it would not, I would not be shocked to learn mm-hmm. that uh, Persona has not handled trans representation well. For me, so Ueda, who you may know from such games as The Last Guardian and Shadow of the Colossus, he was, and Eco as well, Eco, Eco, whatever you're having yourself, the man who... And it led the charge on those games. He has posted an image of what has led to be what has led people to believe is his new game, uh, which is. Do you know what? I think it looks very Last Guardian-y. It's very hard to properly tell, but there's an image of what looks like. I think it looks like a young woman sitting on God. I don't know. Just a a couple of bricks. And then there's steps down to, like, a large monster. But, like, the monster isn't the monster, the monster just appears to be sleeping. Uh, and there's also, like, a beam of light that's as if it's placed her down from heaven. Not an awful lot to go on, but I... See, I didn't really get on with The Last Guardian. So, I... Like, I appreciate... I didn't really get on with The Last Guardian. I played a bit of Eco many, many moons ago, and... You know, it's a, it's a, an escort mission, and they're not great. And Shadow of the Classes, which is apparently the best one, I've never played. So, <laughs> you know, it's hard for me maybe to get excited about this. I don't know. Do you do you have history with any of the previous games? Uh, no, I played um, the one with the big cat, the bird dog monster thing, and mm-hmm. I just didn't get into it. I didn't. I just didn't get into it. I mean, it looked nice and stuff. It was fine, but I just... I don't know other people really loved it. And I was just like, this is... Yeah. I thought the camera was really shit in it. I um, thought it was terrible, yeah. Because it tries to centre Trico, whatever his name is, because he's like the big feature of the game. But that means you can't see what you're fucking doing all the time. Um, so I, I didn't get on with it at all, really. Uh, but the image is interesting, because uh, the monster kind of it kind of looks like a a paw. Maybe I don't know. It's difficult to say. And yeah, the the young the it it could be a girl or a boy or it could be and I don't know a celestial being looking kind of looking kind of up at at some birds and stuff as well. It's an interesting one. And I don't know. There'll be fan theories already. I'm sure, but. It doesn't excite me like loads because I did not enjoy uh, the last one. So on to what we've been playing over the Christmas period <laughs> and the last couple of weeks of December as well. To a point, I suppose, because Alice Bell, Life is Strange Before the Storm, yeah. is finished. Yeah. You haven't got a chance to talk about this yeah. on uh, on a podcast, so this is what this part is for. I have also played it and finished it. Alice Bell, it, like, where does Life is Strange go from here? Was it an exciting ending? I, um, so like the second episode of Before the Storm I thought was very good. 
the third episode I thought was a bit shit. And and the third episode had no, not a bit shit. That's un- unfair. But I I it had the most work to do, and I don't think it really accomplished much of it. And it like I thought it was it was going to be more about it's it's like they want another season of Before the Storm, basically. Hmm. Or well, like there is- should be another season because I thought it was going to be more about their relationship, and it kind of crammed that into kind of a montage at the end and it it moved the focus off um amber and uh chloe's relationship which i thought was kind of the point uh and i i thought the final choice which was supposed to be like the big final choice was framed quite badly oh yeah 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 i was trying to remember what the final choice was yeah 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 yeah. i'm with you Mm mm-hmm one of them is quite negative and it, it, well like i, I remember I you think, telling me you felt it, it pushes you yeah, in one yeah I, I think way. it 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 the way it was phrased definitely makes it seem like one is the right choice and one is the bad choice and i don't think mm. that's that's fair in the context of what you're being asked to choose between and i don't think it's also um kind of true to the the idea of the game almost yeah i i i played it and i was just i just i really didn't like it uh, i've i banged on about it here before i and i i i enjoyed the the first full season if you want to say of life is strange uh up to a point where i think it uh, probably jumped the shark uh, but this one was like I don't know, it, it took away the rewind mechanic. It just made it a a bog standard adventure game, and I think one that treats itself a little bit, I don't know, with, with the, a reverence that I don't think it earns over the course of the three episodes. Mm. Like even the 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 stuff with your father, and I know it's hard. Like we won't go into like specific spoilers. But like the stuff with your your father and all that, I just don't think works. And like in the last episode specifically, that bit that happens kind of near the start, oh, yeah. I thought I thought was pretty poor. <laughs> Bar the very last bit of dialogue there, oh, where someone yeah. s- someone does something very funny. <laughs> ah, I I I don't know. I, I just I I don't know where life is strange goes from the, here. To be honest, the ending of it, it kind of ties everything up very quickly. Yeah. Like, I thought this was going to lead into... Yeah, like, there's still... Life is Strange. So much about Chloe and Amber's relationship that... This ambulance again, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't shown. And, like, it, and I just don't... I find it difficult to connect the playthrough I've done with... with before the storm to life is strange proper because Mm -hmm. in like in my um playthrough it's kind of clear that that um chloe and rachel amber are in like a relationship or at least it kind of was clear to me and and then at the end there's no kind of bridge between that and like like Rachel getting in a relationship with Frank, the drug dealer and stuff, which we know she yep. was doing in, uh, before, um, the events of, of the Macy season of life is strange. So it's, it, I just felt there was a lot that wasn't shown and like, it's maybe like they're hoping for another season. And if they don't do another season, then the, the, it's just been left hanging in a weird way. Um, so I don't know. And, and the back talk mechanic, as it went on, it felt like it was using it less and less. Mm. Like even in the last episode, am I? Is there only the one instance? Uh, which two. also, was oh, there a second one? one? Ah, yes, yes, yes. I remember. Yeah, but the one that you have to do again, it comes out of nowhere. It does. Like, that was weird as well because I, I, I like. Rachel Amber's character more than you and I don't mean that I like her as a character I just think she's quite an interesting character I don't like her Mm -hmm. as a person but I think she is quite uh, manipulative and kind of shady 
and and even without realizing it sometimes. And I think that's interesting. But then the only person in the game that agreed with me, Kate, like suddenly turned into a fucking psycho out of nowhere. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Does does it does it make you? Or has has it tempered any excitement you may have had for a full like Life is Strange season two? Has it? Uh, I'd ma- still be interested in seeing that. Um, because I think it would be interesting to see what they do with that, given the way Life is Strange ended and stuff. Um, mm. But I think for me, before the storm, it just didn't land. I don't. I don't think it, it worked. Uh, it some of it did. Some of it was really like I said. I liked loads of the second episode. I thought the second episode was was very well done. But I think as a complete package, it, it hasn't quite worked for me as a complete package i couldn't tell you if persona 5 works for me because i i i know for a fact i will never ever ever finish persona 5 because after i think about i'm gonna gonna say about eight or nine hours like i'm still doing tutorially bits oh god yeah it takes so long to get going i'm still on the first dungeon yeah i probably will finish that because even people have said that like I put up on Twitter I was like if I know I'm not going to finish it is there a point and I was like uh, there was a few people actually said just play the first dungeon and then you're probably alright because it's just it's that over and over other people obviously saying it's the greatest game of all time I'm I'm glad I did play it because I had no point of reference really for what the Persona games were until we live streamed it uh, whenever whenever you played it but to to just get a, an idea of it. And it is a very... like there, there are things that are right up my street with Persona. Uh, like, the way the way you, you gain knowledge is a very interesting uh, mechanic oh, yeah. in, in Persona. Like, you, reading books, and when it's raining, you're better. You can go into the library. Uh, the, how you... Uh, how you um, forge relationships with other characters. I really enjoy all that. And and I actually I quite enjoy the the combat as well the turn based combat potentially more than you I know that like that was was that the part that um, you were like eh. I I like the combat but it, it gets a bit repetitive that's the, that's the issue like I can see how this would get repetitive because have I no sure I, I probably haven't finished a month yet. Uh, in whatever, however, I, I, does it last the full year? Whatever it is, uh, I can't remember. But it it's lasts like, like a school year. It's just too long. Like yeah, you obviously try and fill that space, and it is. Um, they do that by repeating the the battles over and over, and yeah, I I can as I say, I can see how that would get get on your wick a little bit, but. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to play it to have an understanding of it. Because it is a stylish fucking game. The UI, obviously. The music. Mm. the Everything about it is... It's really... It's so... It's it's almost so uncool that it's cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it is so over the top. And so... Like, there's nothing subdued about it at all. Or, like, kind yeah, of... Yeah. Like, fans level cool. Like, yeah, it might be cool. I don't know, whatever. It's like, oh my God, you're so cool. Like, Persona is like, yeah, we are cool. It's like, maybe you are. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. Are you? All right, okay, fair enough. And it, as long as you kind of go in for the ride, yeah. it, it is quite fun. But yeah, like, I, as I say, I'm still very, very early on. But I didn't realise how heavy some of the subject matter yeah. is. Or like that first... Dungeon yeah. is all about a teacher, basically. I, I suppose a, a call a spade a small shovel, like a, a paedophile teacher. But I'm I believe that like throughout it, there it only gets like yeah, there there are other like really heavy, heavy themes that it tackles in its sort of over the top way with like the monsters and the dungeons and and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, there's there's no like I'm I just I just can't, Alice. I can't put in. Over, whatever, 120, 30, whatever it is, hours. Because I would feel in that time, I'd be like, well, you know, rather than finish Persona, I could have finished six, seven games. Yeah. Or I, I, I could have, and it's just, yeah, I don't know. But 
Like, like I, I think we mentioned this before about gravitating towards, and uh, the two of us maybe gravitate towards shorter games like maybe Garagoa, which is a game that you played again just before yeah. the Christmas period. Uh, I think that's only about an hour and a half. I haven't played through all of it because I was only I got to play a little bit of it yesterday when I was in the airport. But yeah, what what is Garagoa, Alice? It is a puzzle game that um, is hand-drawn and it, it finally came out tail end of last year and it's really, really good. It's quite short, although there are some very involved puzzles. So you, it's bas- it works really well on a touch screen, I think. Basically, there are four frames on your uh, screen uh, that can contain different images and you can move them around and swap them over and sometimes layering one on top of the other will mean that uh, the boy that you're kind of helping to navigate through the world and solve the puzzles can walk through a doorway into one of the other bits of the image. Uh, you can line them up and place the next to one another so they join up and he can walk through into the next panel, that kind of thing. Um, and so it's it's kind of about perspectives and mm-hmm. uh, there's a narrative weaving through it as well. Is is there? Because yeah, I pro- like I haven't played enough yeah. of it to to kind of really get a taste of what the the narrative is. Like the the puzzles themselves, are, like a lot of it is kind of messing around with the images and trying to figure out right what can I tap here or what can mm. I drag over this thing and. There's probably a little bit of trial and error involved, or at least when I was playing, like you drag one panel over another and you go, all right, okay, that doesn't do anything. Uh, But yeah, taking a doorway from one. There was one puzzle I was messing about with uh, yesterday, which involved, oh, what was it? I think it was a, I had to light a lantern. Do you remember that one? And there's like a, you have to form a shelf with two. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. with 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 two panels. It's a, it's ve- yeah, very very cool. Um, as you say, yeah, very very short. Uh, but it's like it's like a f- it's only a, I don't know a fiver on on the phone. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just like when things like that come out, I'm like I, it does excite me because I'm like, see, like you you can do some really interesting things on the phone. You can do, you can put together some really cool games with some some concepts that may, may, don't work as well yeah. anywhere else. It it it's why I'm. Always really uh, suspicious of people who are like, "Oh, you play games on your mobile phone, fucking casual gamer." Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's you can people are doing and have done amazing things with touchscreen and iOS devices and mobile devices, and you're missing out <laughs> if mm, you if yeah. you uh, if you kind of think that way. So, Alice, am, am I missing out by not playing Elix? Oh my god! Okay. So, but I know this was the this was a sort of an end of 2017 resolution. Yeah, was was to get back into Elix and see how that was. So, I, I, what what is Elix? Very briefly, I suppose. So, Elix came out uh, earlier in 2017, and it's a very involved uh, uh, RPG where you play as this guy who. Okay, so this is the thing. It's really complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, Right. So you play as this guy. Um, no, okay, I have to go back further. So basically, a meteor crashed into Earth, uh, containing this kind of uh, metal or like chem- this compound called Elix um, or Elix, and uh, it does it. It did different things to the world, and so uh, basically, uh, the game Elix Elix um, is every kind of RPG setting smashed together. It allows a kind of uh, Fallout-y wasteland and a kind of Skyrim foresty faction and um, uh, uh, techno- technological kind of... And then there's a larvary bit and stuff as well. So <laughs> right. the different factions of humans are basically doing different things with... Elix and um, that thus changing the world around them in slightly different ways. 
So it's it's all things to all men, which is kind of a cool concept, and I'm on board with that. Uh, and I tried reviewing it earlier in the year, but it because it's so complex and so very involved, and also because a lot of the systems I don't think are explained well enough as you start playing the game. I just couldn't get very far through it. Uh, so, like, you level up like you do in an RPG, but the leveling system is very geared towards uh, what I would describe as min-maxing. So, like, you're either really, really strong and really stupid, or, like, you're really smart but really weak. Um, now, the problem is that you start off... Like, I, when I play RPGs, I, I tend to go for, like, a magic user, because that's quite fun. But I don't get access to, like, the magic stuff until I join the faction that allows me to use magic, which is the barbarians. To mm-hmm. do that, I need to do tasks for them. But because I'm not very strong, I can't use a lot of good weapons. I can't wear very good, like, armour. Uh, and it's really difficult to do any of the tasks that they've asked me to do that involve combat. So I couldn't really progress very far in the game because the combat oh. the combat's kind of quite involved and difficult. It's quite I I mean I, I know this happens a lot but I would compare the combat to something like Dark Souls in that you do have to be considered you have to consider your stamina and you have to kind of dodge and block quite a lot. Uh but there isn't the system around it isn't set up to to you know to be rewarding in the same way that Dark Souls is because mm-hmm. you don't then respawn you don't like you just die and have to reload <laughs> and uh so i this like this christmas break i was like i'm gonna try and play fucking some more of this game i'm gonna try it. so basically i i i'm trying to join the barbarian so i can actually use magic uh so i've been trying to do tasks for them um one of the tasks was to visit two other main faction cities out in the world. And I was like, fine. So I basically did it by kind of running and running past all the bad guys and enemies and stuff. Like, basically just a coward. And then got to the two <laughs> cities without being attacked and killed. Then teleported back to the barbarians. That's still not enough. They still won't let me join. So I'm going to do more Oi. stuff for them. Oh, for God's sake. Right. Yeah. Hmm. I, it's... There is there is some good stuff. I like how uh, involved some of the quests are. I like how... Um, uh, like, it does feel like you actually make a difference when you, you make different decisions. So, like, I the one I talked about before, like, the very first time we talked about it, is that some guy was like, I don't have any food, can you help me get some food? So you and so you could either like uh actually buy him some food and, and give it to him with your own money or like forage for it, which took ages, or you could persuade this woman to give you a bunch of mouldy bread, which he would be happy enough to eat. Uh and if you chose to give mm-hmm. him the mouldy bread, you'd get told off by the guy in charge. He was like, You gave him diarrhea, he's really sick now, what are you doing? <laughs> so it does feel actually consequential, but a lot of the other systems for interacting with the world make it less enjoyable for me. I'm still slogging away at it, but it just takes so long to do anything. If you want your opinion to be heard on the Video Gamer podcast, you can email us at podcast at videogamer.com or every Tuesday we send the call out for questions, comments and queries on twitter.com via our Twitter account at videogamer.com. For this, the question segment of the podcast, Michael got in touch and he, he asked, how will year two of Switch go just as good or start to tail off? Alice Byrne. <sighs> Well, like we said before, that they've kind of front loaded the first year, didn't they? Yeah, mm. So they they threw out an excellent Mario game, which did win our game of the year debate, um, and uh, Zelda, both very very good. Uh, I don't think it will necessarily tail off, but I do think it will maybe plateau. Uh, unless, because what I mean, what else do they have? Well, there's, there's, like, this year, there's Kirby. Um, there is Metroid is, and is Metroid this year? I can't remember now. But, there, like, I suppose, uh, like, the Pokemon game is 
in development mm. like that's all we got we didn't get a trailer or yeah. a screenshot a logo any a name anything last year we just know it is being worked on so like I don't know tail off is a bit strong because because of them having such a good year last year you will still have other people coming on board and I would imagine getting switches in the January sales yeah. and all that but in terms of new produce I, I don't know Mm. It's um, although like, I, I think with the switch they're doing much more with them um, third party. True. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. So I don't. I don't think it'll it'll tail off, but I don't think it's going to be as as much of a boom as it was. I mean, uh, Wolfenstein is coming out this year, yeah. which is mad. Uh, Noah said to us, unfortunately, there is still not a game where I can play as Kevin McLeod and politely tell people their homes look like shite. Do you have any genres of telly you would like video games to tackle, like home or living? <laughs> also, happy 2018. Any genres of telly, Alice? I know you're, you're a fan of the, the kind of the reality TV quiz show format. Quiz show? Not quiz show, but like... I suppose what's what's uh, sort of game show esque like uh, what's the thing with the barbecuing is oh, barbecue yeah, masters yeah, yeah, yeah. or something <laughs> barbecue uh, pit masters and um uh deep fried deep fried masters deep fried masters deep, <laughs> who is a master at deep frying objects deep fried masters is amazing deep fried yeah deep fried masters would be great maybe like a guy fieri game of some description deep fried masters is fucking amazing though. I'm so sad that they, they'll never do more of them. The Deep Row Masters is basically just a guy going, this this would be good on a stick. <laughs> and it was, I'm sure. Uh, uh, Kevin, I, like, I, Grand Designs is a good chat, though. I'd love to just love to do Kevin. Uh, but w- would it not be... like Is that not Animal Crossing to an extent? Oh. Well, I suppose you're not going in. You're not... Uh, uh, you're not commenting on other people's homes, I suppose. You like could, you're not. It would be good. You could go. You could pick different options. Like the the concrete looks shit. You haven't got it weatherproofed yet. Um, <laughs> the concrete looks shit. Yeah. Or because like, how far over budget are you? Yeah. And it's yeah, always yeah. like by two million quid because they fired the project manager on the first day because fucking Helen or whatever name was was like well it didn't seem that difficult to project manage and uh, you know Kevin Kevin, he's he's been very supportive and uh, my husband of course is still at work so that means he can keep going to work and I'll just handle it and then she fucking spunks all the money on like a fucking three mile wide sheet of glass as to be made in Germany and shipped over shit it was just when you mentioned project manager it'd be like I would love I'm surely it's been done before in some like the show has been on telly long enough like an apprentice style game it's all reality tv shows basically yeah where yeah you i mean it would probably just be a collection of mini games really yeah where yeah you have to run around a fucking belgium and be a tour guide or something like that and you have to take them take take them the right way or you're in wembley and you have to sing frank sinatra but you have to stay in key could we just take the karaoke mini games from uh, Yakuza. <laughs> something something like that. That'd be quite cool. Uh, Drew asks, which of these games will actually release in 2018? Shenmue 3, Last of Us 2, or Death Stranding? Death well, Stranding won't fair. be out until 2022. Uh, yeah. De- uh, Shenmue 3, like, neither... Ooh, does, Death Stranding doesn't have a release. No. Shenmue 3... Don't they have... They, they haven't dated that either, I'm sure. Think, they, after, uh, of the three, I think The Last of Us 2 is most likely to come out, but I wouldn't be surprised if it gets delayed at least once. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and kind of following on from that, MK Knight asks, what games do you think will disappoint most in 2018? Ooh. Uh, I mean, ho- hopefully none. Hopefully none. You know? uh, but. I, for me, I think that, it's a difficult one. Is there anything that... Is there any game that you feel you should be more excited for? Do you know what I mean? Probably... Like, is there any... Wait, is Red Dead out next year? See? See? I t- <laughs> don't next, even know. Next, next year as in 2018? Oh, yeah, shit. Is Red Dead out this year? Uh, yes. Yeah, see, I feel like I should be more excited for that, and I'm just... kind of not... Weirdly. Did you like... Did you like the first one? Yeah, I did. I don't know why. I'm just not... 
I think it's just I found having to be excited about it exhausting. I'm just going to wait until it comes out. You know? That's all, that's always a good show, Jay. Uh, so. I think for me, uh, the one that I thought of most immediately was Vampire. Vampire. Because mm-hmm. I'm really excited for it, but there's also a chance that it, it won't work. Um, if they pull it off, I think it'll be amazing. But if they don't pull it off, it'll just be kind of a bit of a rubbish, rubbish vampire game. Uh, and Samantha Tame asks, did you get anything gaming-wise for Christmas? Looking forward to another year of great content. Thanks, Samantha. Uh, I got Sonic the Hedgehog socks standard. Did you? Uh, yes, obviously. Uh, do you know, call him like <laughs> Sonic. Here are socks. These these will do. These will do them. Now, will I ever wear those socks? Don't know. Because I am a man who likes a modest sock. Are ass. you? Yeah, I'm not a fan of... What was your man from Dragon's Den? Peter? Mm. Was it the tall fella? He liked a mad sock. I, <laughs> I don't... I Actually, that whole line of thinking. The businessman, right? Who's like, wears the, the sharp dress suits and all that, but will wear fucking ludicrous socks. Never understood. To show his personality, you know. I'm not just a businessman. I'm a fun guy that, too. That, that's what it feels like. It, it's proper Brent. I, I don't... I don't get it, you know? Uh, like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll, Nobby Burton. They, they'll, they'll, co- they'll probably come in handy for something, maybe, I don't know, but it's... For a video, uh, I'm sure. It may, yeah, Sonic prob- Sock Puppet. Prob- 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 there you go. See, we're workshopping live on air. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's... Um, that was probably the, the most gamey thing I got. Was it? I think it was. Yeah. Did you get anything video game related? Uh, not really, actually. Um, I got some new headphones. Um, and, yeah, not really. Thinking about it. I did. I gave the gift of gaming this year because I, I got a new Xbox um, uh, myself. And uh, my little brother's... Uh, had a 360, so I gave him my first gen Xbox One, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, and he was so pleased. It was so nice. Uh, and then I got him some vouchers for Christmas for the Xbox store so he could get a game. So he got. Very, very good, Alice. He got uh, Ghost Recon. He said, I want mm-hmm. something that I can play. Like for ages. So I was like, well, Ghost Recon's got a massive there you go. map. And yeah. he, he fucking really likes like uh far cry and shit so he'll be well up for that he really liked it but it was really sweet because um uh the because he said well i'm just this means so much to me that we're friends again you know like that's the best present brought a tear to my eye that's fair it's very sweet yeah video games bringing people together mm-hmm. over christmas mm-hmm. isn't that isn't that an utter utter delight uh, and that just about does it for this week's edition of the video gamer podcast thank you very much dear listener for listening next week we, it'll be yeah we'll be back to the the normal recording setup and all that kind of jazz uh, but a very important uh, kind of half announcement well, not an announcement but a reminder i suppose that if you head to patreon.com forward slash video gamer you can become a VGBG or a VGBG VIP for $4.50. And you will get four monthly podcasts starting this Friday with um, Dialogue Options, which is a podcast where we shoot the shit and maybe get an insight into our lives, I suppose. <laughs> uh, so yeah, look forward to that. And there's also, we have a wrestling podcast. We have a... Uh, police procedural podcast and we have a, a game club yeah. where we'll be playing a game and stuff like that and you'll also get access to a discord where you can discuss all of those you can yeah. find out what we're doing um, so yeah do that yeah ga- that the cool. game club this month which is going to be the last Friday of the month is uh, Undertale mm-hmm. yeah so we'll be playing like part of the way through Undertale I think we have that up on mm-hmm. in, in our discord anyway you can check out all the details on that uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. I am at Colum underscore Hearn. Alice is at BabyGotBell. And Video Gamers on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat at Video Gamer Common. And YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Video Gamer TV. Um, and yeah, you can subscribe to our lovely little podcast here as well. Video Gamer Podcast on all of your podcatching apps. 
Uh, and if you could rate us on iTunes as well, that would be utterly delightful. But for all of your video gamer needs, just head to videogamer.com. And also, I should say, don't worry. Yeah, don't. Um, because, so we're back to work on a Wednesday, right? So mm. you're not getting, if you are a VGBG, you're not getting this early, but you are still getting an extended bit that we'll do in a minute. So stick around for that. But now it's time for my least favourite part of the show. This is the part of the show where we bid the listener adieu. So say goodbye, Alice Bell. Goodbye, everyone. And say goodbye, Conor Mahern Sloan. Gaffold. 